With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome once again to another edition of Coles Brown Show, now exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. A beautiful, I mean a beautiful Saturday morning in the capital city of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yours truly here, Coles Brown. Coming up on today's show, I simply like to refer to it as the guest menu. Coming up, Coach Charlie Aro. He's a Southern University associate head coach slash linebacker coach. He'll join me right after the first time out here on the Coles Brown Show. Following Coach Aero will be I.C. Morrell. He's a writer, journalist from the Pine Bluff Commercial. We'll be talking some University of Arkansas Pine Bluff football. Quite simply, is there disrespect by UAPV and football being picked in the slot that they were? We'll have that discussion as well. Then in hour number two, I'm going to visit with Brandon B.J. Jones of the B.J. Jones Show, coming exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network. He'll join me, and we will be taking a look at the returning quarterbacks. How important is that position? We talk about it all the time, but it is truly uh, a, a very important position. And those quarterbacks coming back in the Southwestern Athletic Conference will visit with Brandon B.J. Jones. Then I'll switch gears a little bit now with number two. I'll visit with Coach Carlos James. He's the head baseball coach at the Arkansas Pine Bluff. He'll join me. And then last but not least, A.D. Drew of Black College Sports Network Sports Wrap. He'll join me and we'll get his unique perspective on the SIAC, their predictions uh, were handed out this past week. So that's the guest menu. Charlie, Coach Charlie Aro of Southern University, I.C. Morrell of the Pine Bluff Commercial, uh, Brandon B.J. Jones of B.J. Jones Show, Coach Carlos James of the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff will join me, and then A.D. Drew, Black College Sports Network, Sports Wrap. Here's simply what's trending. Top stories on the Coles Brown Show. The SIAC football preseason division rankings are out. I'm going to come back to that. It is going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. This is what the prognosticators have, have spoken. They have talked about, but we actually know it's going to be played on, on the field. South Carolina State picked to win the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. And boy, a different look, Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. But South Carolina State, they get the nod. To, to win it all. 
Chris Paul and the Basketball Hall of Fame team up to create a four-team HBCU basketball tournament. That is extraordinary. We'll get a little bit more in de detail about that. And then last but not least here on the trending top stories, did you see it? Livingston College to add a blue football turf as part of stadium uh, renovations. That is gonna be interesting. Do you like the, uh, it's like a baby blue color, but um, it's all part of a project and um, hats off to the Livingston. In the preseason rankings and division in SIAC, in the Eastern Division, uh, Savannah State gets the nod. In the Western Division, uh, Miles College. What do you think? And remember, you can always have input on this show, uh, the Coles Brown Show Facebook Messenger page. You can leave comments, questions on that page, and we'll definitely incorporate that in today's show. And, and the show, always, we'll, we'll look to do that. But Savannah State and Miles gets the nod in the SIAC. And when we talk to A.D. Drew, he'll give us an inside perspective on that and um, his perspective. Will he agree or disagree with the prognosticators? We, we shall see. But of, of course, they're all uh, SIAC teams are listed as well. Be interesting. Can't wait. Can you smell it? Football is in the air. South Carolina State picked to win the 2021 Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference Football Championship. Here's the predicted order of finish. South Carolina State, number one. Norfolk State, number two. North Carolina Central, number three. Delaware State, number four. Morgan State picked to come in fifth. And then Howard University picked in the rear. But South Carolina State, maybe one surprising, you know, to me, predicted all the finish in Norfolk State, of course, with a new coach, Coach Dawson Odoms. Everyone's familiar with Coach Odoms and his tenure at Southern University, now at Norfolk State. One, we know he can build a program. Two, discipline. And they're going to be physical. Are you surprised that Norfolk State and, and what they had coming back got Pick second. Hmm. I want to hear from you. What do you think about Norfolk State number two? You agree with that? But I wholeheartedly agree with South Carolina State. Now, defensively, Coach Pugh always has his team prepared and ready to play. Offensively, at times, they have been uh, challenged to, to score points, to be productive offensively. But defensively, you know they're going to bring it every game and also uh, they're going to be a physical ball club but South Carolina State gets the nod in uh, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference now Winston-Salem State University um, let me give you, a, give you a quote but before I do that they're going to have a, a basketball uh, Hall of Fame tournament and when we look at that situation, that's something that's that that's that's needed. To be honest with you, they're they're going to uh, create a four-team HBCU basketball tournament. And Chris Paul, of course, is one of the uh, backers. Of course, family history at 
Winston-Salem State and now helping to put together uh, that tournament, that is going to be an outstanding e event. And I wonder if that will be, or will there be more uh, types of tournaments, HBCU basketball tournaments like such as, as we look at what's going on further. You remember, you can um, email me at the Coles Brown Show at gmail.com, Facebook Messenger page, the Coles Brown Show on Twitter, Coles Brown Show, and Instagram, the Coles Brown Show. Uh, last week, kind of heard from um, some of uh, the, the watchers and the listeners, and um, you congratulated uh, me and, and on the uh, move to the Black College Sports. Network, as you know now, video streaming, um, that was an upgrade from just an audio-only show. So we appreciate all of the comments. And, and, and again, you can uh, be involved with this show. You can see on, on the screen there um, different ways that you can interact with us. Also, Cash App, uh, the Coles Brown Show. Any donations that you make would be appreciated, and it helps uh, along the way with, with this new partnership uh, with uh, the Black College Sports Network. I'm going to take the first time out of today's show. Now, remember, coming up, again, the guest will be Coach Charlie Aro. He's associate head coach and linebackers coach at Southern University. I see Morrell of the Pine Bluff commercial. Also, uh, B.J. Jones joining me uh, from the B.J. Jones show and uh, Coach Carlos James, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff baseball coach, and then A.D. Drew, the Black College Sports Network sports rap. Those are the guests. We'll interact with you and take the first time out. When I come back, it'll be more of the Carlos Brown show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. You're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at MyBCSN1. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. 
In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Can you hear me? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network. Today's first guest, uh, it's going to be a pleasure visiting with him, uh, Coach Charlie Aro, Associate Head Football Coach at Southern University and Linebackers Coach. Coach, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Mr. Brown. How you doing? I'm doing fine. It, it's a pleasure. Man, we, we haven't really had a chance to visit with uh, a lot of the uh, assistant coaches. But uh, first and foremost, uh, the, the concept of Southern is the standard. That motto, that, that seems to be the, 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 the new motto uh, for this football program. Talk a little bit about that. Well, first, you know, it's funny. Me and Coach Rollins, we were sitting around talking um, when they had the coaching change, when the last coach left, I uh, took another job. And we were sitting there just kind of talking about reading the newspaper clippings and seeing social media. Um, there was mentioned about Southern taking the path of hiring former NFL coaches and whatever. So, you know, me and Rodney sitting around talking about the whole scenario, whole situation. And just, you know, we just happened to kept saying to each other, you know, Southern is a different place. Southern is the standard. Southern is not going to follow anybody else's path. You know, Southern creates their own path, you know, and, and we kept saying to each other, Southern is their own standard. Southern is the standard. Southern is the standard. And I think Coach Rodgers mentioned it in his interview and, you know, it just kind of took off. But, you know, the question, the concept of standards, you know, I think it embodies a lot of different things. You know, I don't know if that's a specific uh, definition when you talk about the way studies, uh, Southern uses, uh, or we are the standard, you know. Um, it's the way you, you prepare, you know, the way we attack football on the field, uh, the way we attack the classroom off the field. Um, it's just the way we do things. You know, standards are not meant to broke, be broken. You know, that's to me, standards and rules are a little different. Um, and our standards is, is really our expectation. We expect our expectation is really, really high, you know, around Southern University. Um, and we do it our way. We're not going to follow anybody. Um, we're going to create our own path, our own mantra, I would say. And that's kind of, you know, some examples of the concept of why Southern is a standard. And, you know, it's interesting you guys uh, bring a, um, a unique perspective. Coach Coach Rollins played at McNeese State, uh, coach on the FCS level. Of course, you are a, a McNeese State graduate and, and also coach there. It brings up the important perspective of, of course, you win your conference. That's your, that's your goal. But also, you know, winning – and competing past that, how important is that to you guys as, as a staff? Um, winning your conference, of course, but also being successful 
in non-conference games? You know, our ultimate goal is to be national, national champions. You know, that's, that's everybody. When everybody kick off in FCS, SWAC, whatever it may be, that's everybody goal. And along the way, we're trying to win every game, but in reality, that very seldom happens. You know, non-district games are important just to see where we at. You know, we don't want to overexert ourselves or play one of them any games that where it could cause injuries to the upcoming, you know, non-conference. Uh, but we want to be competitive. We want to measure ourselves with some of the stiff competition out there, right? To know where we at. Um, when you're in preparation of these games, like I said, you want to get prepared for the conference. Um, but you know, saying that, I think it's good to play FCS teams, especially in the state of Louisiana. You know, to play to get a chance to play the Magnet States, uh, and in the future, the Southeast Louisiana's, the Nickel States, and like that. You know, because you know, a lot people try to compare the SWAC to the Southern Conference. You know, if that's what you're speaking about, and uh, so it's good to get a chance, and hopefully in the future, to play those teams in the state of Louisiana. Well, that, that, you know, that's important. You know, the McNeese is on the schedule and uh, we'll get a chance to talk a little bit more about that. But if I could, Coach, go back now and, and kind of uh, look back at the spring season, the valuation of the spring season. Of course, you associate coach, but also you coach linebackers. Um, what was your evaluation of, of, of that unique, and I say unique, unique spring season? Yeah, you know what? Like I said, it, it was it's crazy. Um, a lot of unpredictable things that we had to be prepared for. We had to play a lot of guys, you know, because you didn't know what was going to happen as far as contact tracing. So, you know, specifically at, at, at my position, you know, I, I rotated a lot of guys in there, right? Um, we didn't know. Sometimes we had to prepare for two teams at the same time because you didn't know if a game was going to get canceled or whatever it may be. So it was tough. You know, we got a lot of guys. We didn't get a chance to go through a camp, uh, you know, a preparation, no offseason, no weightlifting. I mean, we got little little things in, but it was tough. Like you said, it was unique. Um, but the thing that we focused on was to get better every day. You know, we, we had to control the controllables. Couldn't worry about the things that we couldn't control. So our goal was to just to get better every day, every day. And after that, that loss that we had, you know, that was our goal is to continue to just get better every day. Just get better every day. You know, some of the people that we played early, we didn't have any film on. Um, just not a lot of information at all on our opponents early on. But throughout that season, as you can see, and the record showed that, if you look at statistics, as after that first loss, you know, we got better every every week. We got better. So overall, like you said, again, it was unique. It was fun. But we got to see what we really had. And, you know, we had some success. This is with Coach Charlie uh, Aro. And, and Coach, I've been practicing on that name, Aro. So the Y is silent, correct? Yes. And actually, it's it's, it's from New Iberia, Generate area of Louisiana. That's where my dad was from. Um, I was born and raised in New Orleans, but my dad was from Generate. Louisiana, and so, and I think it's spelled several different ways out that way as well. <laughs> yeah, for for those who are watching, you know, Louisiana, a lot of times names are spelled 
differently than their sound that they they sound if that makes sense. Uh, right. <laughs> so I'm visiting with Coach Charlie Aro. He's associate head coach at Southern University, uh, linebackers coach. Uh, and as we wrap up our, our talk with with the, with the spring season, you know that 33-30 loss to University of Arkansas Pine Bluff actually kept the Jaguars out of the spring championship uh, game. So you were lucky to not really have any major injuries. So after the spring season was over with, what was the evaluation process uh, after the season? You know, just moving forward, we sit down as individual coaches, as a staff, and talk about our positions, uh, our segment group, each individual player, who's coming back, who's leaving. Uh, start discussing scholarship, money, availability, recruiting positions of need. And that's kind of the overall evaluation. Um, you know, we had the coaching change, right? Yeah. So Coach Rodgers is coming in. Um, he had his unique pieces to the puzzle, uh, putting his hands on it a little bit. Right, you're not you're not going to reinvent the wheel because you're not going to change too much because we had success, you know. Um, so all that is in the process. All that's in the process, you know. Some guys had injuries, right? They had to come back from injury. Um, so that's kind of what we did after the season. Well, now with that being said, Coach, uh, outlook for the 2021 season. Fall camp is fast approaching. Um, what, what kind of, what's the outlook position-wise for 2020, 21 with the linebackers? I still have some unknown. I, first of all, my, 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 my group, I'm talking about my guys. I, I, I really have some special guys, some really, really good young men. Good, they're just good people, uh, good overall, just everything. They're, they're like sons to me. Um, my, my room is full of, each person in there is unique. They bring something different to the table. You know, I have some guys that have a very, very high football IQ. Um, I have a few guys that have that different mentality. Uh, like we used to, like we like to say in coaching, or let us say that dog mentality. You know, um, we, we have guys, unselfish guys, that understand their role. Um, you know, I'm still, if you're asking me this question about after August camp, I'll be able to tell you, you know, what I, exactly what I had going into this August camp. I'm got about to find out about some guys. You know, I have an idea. You know, I like to use the word rep chart. So when we start August camp, I don't have a depth chart. I have a rep chart, right? And each guy, you control how many reps that you get. So I'm, I'm anxious to find out what I have as well, you know, and I can't wait. Interesting rep chart. I, I've never heard, you know, phrased like that, but I, I, I can feel you on it. I understand uh, where, where are you going? You mentioned uh, earlier about the, the new staff and uh, talking to uh, Mr. Ivory and Mr. Carter, and I call them that, at, at, at Swag Football Media Day, they had a just a, a, a look, a smile about them when I asked them about the new, new staff additions. So I'm going to ask that to you. What, what does that what does that look like? Is it in a big excitement about, about the new guys that's added on? to uh, Coach Rollins' staff? Yeah, you know, in my opinion, you're, you're right. We have Coach Rollins put together a great staff, uh, guys that he was familiar with, that he worked with in the past, 
uh, guys that has a lot of, they've been on a higher level. When I say a higher level, G5, Power 5 coaching. So they're bringing a wealth of knowledge to the team, uh, just a different energy, uh, their own unique style, um, and the way we prepare, the way, and I can't speak for those coaches with their players because I'm not in their segment meetings, but like you said, the players are talking, and you're right, the smile on their face. We had a kind of a mock walkthrough practice uh, one day last week, and just the, just the expectation of the practice, how we transition into each station, and so some, some unique things. Uh, that we bring into that the staff has brought their ideas right from different places they've been and we just taking those ideas we put them out on the table and the way we doing things it's just different it's you have to be part of it you have to probably be a player on the team to experience you know you ever, a lot of people are saying they see the difference already so and i think that's just because of the staff that coach ryan's put together even himself you know the wealth of knowledge and all the different places he's been as well so that's always a good thing when you have a staff but guys on the staff that have been in different places and saying different things. And when you can bring all of them ideas together and map out and plan the way you're going to do it, and players take notice of that. Coach, let me ask you this. Coach Drago, am I pronouncing that right? Drago? Drago? Yes, yeah. Okay. When I mention the coach's name, give me a, a couple of words to describe him. Coach, Coach. Drago. <laughs> you heard. What have you heard? Because why are you asking about Coach Drago? <laughs> um, enthusiastic, just yeah. um, the guy, type of guy that'll rip his shirt off in meetings, that sort of thing. We'll, we'll just use the word excitement. A lot of energy. Lot Better of word. Energy. I asked Drago one day, do you go in the morning with a monster energy drink or something? I don't care what part of the day it is, early in the morning, he has energy and the players love him already. And when you see his statue, he don't look like a, 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 a D-line guy, right? Mm-hmm. right? But you don't speak, you say, okay, yes. He speaks like a D-line guy. He has energy like a D-line guy. And then the players are loving that. So I, I'm just, a lot of energy, a lot of energy. And he's the, the defensive uh, line coach, a, a Baton Rouge native, Redemptors High School. Unbelievable. When I heard the name, I was like, that name sounds familiar. Um, Coach Gilmore. And uh, isn't he the special teams coordinator, defensive end coach? Yes, sir. Uh, Coach Gilmore played at Tulane. Yes, we hired him away from Alabama A&M. He was there last year as a defensive end coach. He's a native of New Orleans, Louisiana. But Coach Rollins and our defensive coordinator, Coach Washington, been knowing Gilmore for a very, very long time. So to get him um, was a great addition to the staff. You know, Coach Rollins was the special team coach last year, slash safety coach during the COVID season. So one thing is when he got the job, you know, we talked about actually finding a guy that is a special team coordinator. And if you notice about the hire, we're trying to get a lot of Louisiana native guys as well. I see that. Yes. So there's a plan in place. What's going on? We got to, we're trying to recruit our state of Louisiana really, really, really hard. That was one of the focus, main focus uh, moving forward. So to do that, you have to get guys on the staff that has familiarity into the, you know, with Louisiana, you know, the right. high the community. So um, again, Morris would be a great, great, is a great addition already. This kind of fits in all types of personality, you know, and that's the big in the high process of Coach Rollins. We just want good people. You know, good people who understand their role, 
um, they can mesh together with similar uh, attitudes and personalities. Let's just say. And that's the staff that Coach Robinson has put together. Coach the Damian, wide yep. receiver coach, Coach Pugh, offensive line coach. A little bit about them. Uh, coach Pugh, Ben, you can check his resume. He's been O-line coach. He has a lot, a lot of experience. Um, at my last job, uh, before I got to Southern, I, we went against Coach Pugh. He was the O-line coach at BYU. And I'll tell you what, what they did offensively, and Coach Pugh was a big part of that in the run game, was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we, to be able to get him at a place like Southern is big, 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 big. And, you know, if you compare it, when the people that's watching, if you pull them up and you see the places that he's been, his resume, you'd be like, how do we get that guy? But him and Coach Rollins worked together before. Uh, the Darius Washington, younger guy, we've all, if you've been in the college business, the last 15, 20 years, you know who Coach Washington is, uh, a big-time recruit coming out of Louisiana, up there, Shreveport Way, then went to Missouri. Right, we was able to get him, pull him. He wanted to come back home, um, and we was able to get him as well. I visit with Coach Charlie Ingram, associate head coach at Southern University and position coach, the linebackers. Um, we appreciate the, the time, Coach. A few more topics to uh, yes. interact with you, and then we'll let you enjoy the rest of your um, weekend. Now, I, I – been asked this a lot. Compare the Southland and SWAC as far as talent and coaching. Uh, now, I referenced this by Coach Pete Richardson, famous Southern University uh, former head football coach. The great series they had with Northwestern State. And it ended up being uh, the series ended five games uh, apiece. Northwestern State won five, Southern won five. But it, it, is there a difference as far as talent and coaching, or is football just strictly football, no matter uh, on, on what level? You know, there's a lot of parts to that, that question. I think for me, and I'm just speaking for me as well as from the defensive side of it, if you were to ask me that as a player, my answer would probably be different from when I was a graduate assistant coach there versus me being a full-time assistant there Right. So that'll probably be I'll give you three different answers about the competition, the coaching part of it. But now that I'm on side of on this side of it as well, everybody can coach football. Every all these teams have talent, right? Swag, the Solomon Conference. I think we mean we need to play more. We need to play each other more. And you'll have a better idea of who's better, you know. They have players, we have players, they have great coaches, we have great coaches. From the defensive standpoint, from when I was in the Southern Conference between 2016 to 18, one of the difference is the quarterback style of play. Um, Southern Conference has more pocket passers, right? When the SWAC has more athletes at quarterback, you know? And I know there's a few Southern Conference teams have you know, now with the offense is going, a lot of quarterback run design plays are in the offenses. But this from over the years and the times, the different times I've been there, that's probably the biggest difference as far as uh, players. Our player, our man against their man. But it's the same. You know, it's the same. 
I understand, Coach. Um, without giving too much information out, because, you know, there are uh, all Knights watching. <laughs> There's PV Nation, Texas Southern Nation, a lot uh, of people are watching. As far as a from a defense, defensive perspective, schematically, will we see any new wrinkles as far as defensively for Southern University? And I know that's kind of a, a, a loaded question there. Right. Um, we still will be four down. You know, we play with four D linemen. You know, we still be four down. And we got our defense is going to be based um, around our talent. We're going to we, – the things that we install in, it fits our personnel. So I'll give out – we'll still be full down, right? We'll be full down. Our strength, you know, everything that we install and the little tweaks that we're putting in is to we, – we believe and I believe that we're going to be really, really good up front, right? So we got some things that design to be successful up front. And secondary-wise – I think probably the most we have the most depth and the most talent in the secondary. So we're going to do some things on the back end to fit their style so we can be successful back there as well. But we'll be full down. Yeah, <laughs> Coach, I understand. You're not going to let you, – you're crafty. You're not going to let uh, me try to push out some extra, extra uh, information. So point point well taken. I'm visiting with Coach Charlie Aro. So – Associate head coach at Southern University and linebackers coach. Um, this part of the interview, I always kind of like we've, we've gone through the meat of it now. The uh, dessert. Favorite NFL team and coach, do not say the Cowboys. You know, uh, by birth, if I had to choose, like I don't, I don't really have a NFL, favorite NFL team. You know, when I watch NFL, I like to watch guys that I remember from college, the guys that I, you know, maybe coached or whatever it may be. But by birth, I would have to say the New Orleans Saints. Born and raised, that was the team, right? I remember a lot of, I remember coming up, the disappointment. You know, when they won the Super Bowl, I was living in Houston then. I shed tears because I remember all the heartaches and watching my parents and uncles and us crying because of the Saints. So I would have to say the Saints if I had to choose a team, but I'm not, I don't really have a big NFL favorite team. All right. No favorite NFL team. Favorite foods, and, and you you can tell your former athlete and still an athlete, you you, you look great. Uh, favorite foods, being a native of Louisiana, I, I'm sure you have a long list, but give me a short one. So it's simple. Home cooked meal, red beans and rice. That's what I brought. I was brought up on beans. Uh, red beans are right. Home cooked meal. If we're going out to dinner, I'm simple. Uh, grilled chicken sandwich or hamburger. I go to a steak place and order a chicken sandwich or hamburger if they have it. My wife, she gets mad. Uh, I go to, you know, that's, that's I'm simple when he goes out to eat. But a home cooked meal, definitely a red beans and rice type of guy. Coach, you summed it up. Simple. That means we could go to lunch one day and it will be a simple choice and simple menu. Uh, hey, can't ask for anymore. Well, Coach, I appreciate the time here on uh, the Coles Brown Show. Uh, best luck, best wishes, 
Stay safe. Much success as fall camp gets ready to start for Southern University. And as always, I'm sure you know, high expectations with the Jaguar Nation. Yeah, well, they won't stop anything less. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. Appreciate right. the time being on your show, Mr. Brown. You, right? Good luck to you Thank as well. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your weekend. Do the same. Thank you. All right. That was Coach Charlie Aro, associate head coach and linebackers coach for Southern University. I'm going to take a quick timeout. When I return, I'm going to visit with I.C. Morrell. I wonder what the I.C. stands for. First name, middle name, last name, Morrell. He works for the Pine Bluff Commercial. He'll join me next. UAPB. Have they been disrespected in the rankings? We'll get Mr. Morrell's take. You're watching the Coles Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Whether it's advice on managing your anxiety or tools to help you stay grounded, Coping 19 provides a range of resources and self-care tips to help you cope with this pandemic. We can help. Find the resources that work best for you at coping-19.org. You're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports. The South this is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Have you had your Earthblend coffee today? At Earthblend Coffee, we take pride in offering you the very best of beans across the world, blended and roasted to perfection, giving you superior quality and satisfying and flavorful taste. Experience the world in one cup with Earthblend Coffee. For the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show. Heard and watched exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, before I get to my next guest, uh, Wilmer, uh, Will Mayer, Florida Memorial University, checking in. First time watching your show. Appreciate uh, the love, and uh, we'll we'll respond to uh, comments here on the Coles Brown Show. Next guest. I see Morrell, 
of the Pine Bluff Commercial. Uh, I see. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you, man. What's going on? I'm happy to uh, be able to talk with you. And, uh, hey, it was great seeing you at SWAC Football Media Day in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, want to kind of talk with you about uh, the spring season as far as the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. We're going to get into a, a little bit uh, of the 2021 fall season outlook. And also, I, I just got to bring it up, the prediction of University of Arkansas Pine Bluff coming off of a spring championship performance. Um, and we'll talk about the schedule. We'll get into all of that. But um, first and foremost, the, the, the spring season. University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, I, I would say, really surprised a lot of people making it all the way uh, to the SWAC football championship game for the spring season. What were your thoughts on, on, on that spring season? Those guys came in with a lot of confidence. Uh, they knew they were building something after going six and five, and then the year before that, two and nine. So the guys definitely uh, saw the building blocks uh, being laid down. Uh, a lot of confidence. They had a lot of returning starters, I think, from the 2019 season. A lot of playmakers. Uh, Scholar Perry is uh, the center of attention there, but uh, it's kind of hard for Scholar to get that nationwide attention. We have a, a great quarterback like Aquil Glass from Alabama A&M. And then uh, they had a really good defense there. Uh, they carried them through those four games. They were scheduled for six, but uh, one uh, was stopped due to lightning, and then one uh, – uh, another team was battling COVID-19 issues. So uh, UAPB just remained consistent. And that's the thing that impressed me the most about that football team. I see they, and they also, in that season, they, they did something that traditionally has been tough for University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, they came into Southern University, a 33 to 30 uh, victory over Southern University. Uh, look, they took care of, of, of Graham State. Uh, Coach Gamble, he really had to be excited uh, with the spring performance and also the players. Again, it's just that it's just that confidence that uh, they had all year long, and a lot of the players they're getting are from some of the uh, HBCU backyards. So that makes it easier for them to say, "Okay, we've seen these." teams that we grew up near do this and do that but yes I mean that is definitely I would say that was probably uh, one of the major highlights of the season going into Grambling and Southern I think it was the first time in forever that they did that and uh, just something that they could really uh, build on that gave them uh, the confidence going into the championship game. Now you're speaking of confidence and, and so now with the outlook for the 2021 season um, from a U UAPB perspective, are they confident going into this fall season? And also, we'll, we'll add this in there as well. Do you think it's going to be uh, some motivation by U UAPB not picking to win it in the West or even getting second place? What do you What do you think? Oh, there's plenty of motivation there. I mean, people don't understand the brand of UAPB. You had mentioned Grambling and Southern. Those are two of the biggest brands in black college football, and so people are going to gravitate toward that. But I don't understand, like, if you're Grambling State, you're 0-4, you've got some good football players. You know, what did you do to earn a number three prediction 
in the West. I, that I don't understand. I'm not hating on them. I'm, I just want to kind of understand what they saw in Grambling State. Uh, Southern University, I can see that because I thought Southern uh, played some really good football. UAPB, you know, it definitely did a number to uh, prevent blowing a 17-point lead and hanging on the win there by three. So I can actually see the second-place uh, prediction by Southern. Uh, yeah, definitely UAPB has something to prove, and the only way they can prove anything is win a conference championship. You, if, if would have had the predictions, let's say your predictions in in the Western Division, how would you have ranked those teams? You know, I can definitely see all Corn State feeling like they can benefit from a complete year off. So, I, yeah, I'm okay with all Corn State being number one in the West. Uh, I would have put UAPB number two, uh, Southern number three. I would have gone with uh, Prairie View number four, Grambling State number five, and Texas Southern number six. And Prairie View can be just as good as any other team, to be honest with you. They, they, I love their offensive explosion. Well, in just my humble opinion, I think one of the things with Prairie View, as you kind of alluded to, offensively, they're always powerful. I think defensively is where they need to to to, to get better. Uh, Southern University, yeah, no. they're built for a championship. High expectations. Now returning quarterbacks. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the second hour of, of the show. Defensively, though, I, I think that's where championships are won. What can we look for as far as defensive for University of Arkansas Pine Bluff? Because I, I think you would agree. They're they're trending more so in the direction offensively. Defensively, do they what do they need to do to, to get better? What do they need to do offensively or defensively? No, de- defensively to get better. I, I mean, I'm saying offensively, defensively do what they bring back defensively. Okay, well, yeah, defensively, just start in the secondary, start with uh, Jalen Thigpen. That young man picked off five passes during the swag season. And at UAPB, there's an expectation if the ball is in the air, you catch it. There's none of this pass up, up stuff, you know, although Thigpen ranked second, I think, in the conference in pass breakups, but you catch that ball. They do a good job of really hawking that ball and trying to get it, not only getting a hand to that ball, but securing it so that they can uh, give it to the offense and do something with it. So I would start with Jalen Thigpen. Uh, they've got some great linebackers coming back, uh, Kobe Watts and Isaac Peppers. Peppers was at the Swag Media Day. And um, so I, I like their linebackers. And, and really what Jalen Thigpen is, he's a bit of a, he's a rover, you know, which is a bit of a linebacker, uh, safety combination. And, and so Jalen is able to cover a lot of ground and really able to make a lot of key stops. So I, uh, I'm really impressed with what he's able to do in the secondary. This with I see Morrell of the Pine Bluff, uh, commercial. Um, I see, I'm looking at the 2021, uh, UAP, UAPB schedule. And one thing that jumps out, especially from a conference standpoint, they have Alcorn, Southern, Grambling State, and FAMU all at home. And then you can highlight uh, at Central Arkansas, out of conference, and then uh, Arkansas. But the heavyweights are at home. 
more pressure or less pressure? Less pressure. Less pressure. Um, it's going to be something that as people start to gravitate back toward football stadiums, it's something that UAPB is going to appreciate. They're not going to feel shaken one way or another. Anytime they go play a football game, it's to play a football game. It's to try to win that game. They don't care if it's home or on the road. Uh, they love to have the home back. And this is probably, obviously, I don't want to say a makeup, but something for them uh, after not being able to host a championship game when they felt that they had met all the requirements. But then again, Alabama A&M probably felt they had all the requirements at the same time to host a championship game. But anytime you have an opportunity to play in front of your home fans, I mean, I don't see where there's pressure. I just see, hey, you've got a 12th man behind you. And sorry to steal that from Texas A&M and the Seahawks, but that's kind of the attitude that they have. <laughs> I'm busy with I see Morel, the Pine Bluff uh, commercial. Um, Central Arkansas in, in, in Arkansas, one would say that is a very tough non-conference uh, schedule and also um, first game against Lane at, at, at home. Do you think we'll see more of these type of uh, non-conference games with their FCS uh, brethren and then playing up you know, an FBS team and, and UAPB future schedules? You'll definitely see some tough competition because – um, the University of Arkansas has made it a point to play more in-state competition. And since UA Fayetteville and UAPB are in the same U of A system, they're going to play each other, uh, not on a regular basis, but they're going to play each other, I think, in 2024 as well at this meeting. And I think the next season, if not the year after that, UAPB and Arkansas State University will play each other. So, I mean, the re uh you know, it's a money game for UAPB, but they're really going to test themselves to see, okay, you know, if we can handle the intensity of a Central Arkansas, I don't think that's a money game, but if they can handle the intensity of a team uh, that they used to be in the old Arkansas Intercollegiate Conference with, let alone uh, the SEC with Arkansas and the Sunbelt with Arkansas State, uh, certainly they can transfer what they've learned from that into the swag play. So, yeah, you'll definitely see more of those uh, type of uh, competitions. Uh, not too long ago, UAPB played TCU, and I thought despite losing 38-7, to uh, UAPB held their own against TCU. I think that was the last year of uh, Cedric Thomas being the head coach. That was in 2019. And that's interesting. And from a you know professional standpoint, a journalist, you've covered the Southland. You've you know covered the Southwestern African Conference. So, uh, yeah to be able to see, and it's just me, I know others may feel differently about it. Uh, those are the type of games that you're going to have to play, compete against those teams in, in your other conferences, and then be successful um, in, in those games. Because I, I, I'm thinking, you know, you're recruiting against those teams. So it, it's, you know, play those games and, and be successful. You agree or disagree? You know, quite honestly, games between the SWAC and the Southland, they're long overdue. And we saw a few of those games, uh, like when I was in Texas. I think uh, Sam Houston State would go over and play Grambling State in Southern. And, I mean, look, what happened in the springtime? Sam Houston State won the national championship now. Them and two other teams, Lamar, uh, who I covered being one of them, they're going over into the Western Athletic Conference. So they're no longer part of the Southland, but the Southland was just a tough brand. And they recruit basically the same type of kids, uh, uh, same backyards and all of that. Uh, 
for Lamar to be pretty close to Southern University. Well, actually, just a drive away to Southern and more close to McNeese State. Uh, and I was uh, I was there to see McNeese State and Southern play, and that was just a madhouse. That was like just Southern Louisiana coming together. Uh, and then you probably will have matchups like uh, Northwestern State, which is in uh, I'm sorry, Northwestern State's in Louisiana, but uh, Stephen F. Austin, you know, you probably have those matchups against Grambling State, which makes a lot of sense because, I mean, they're in the northern uh, uh, part of the, you know, Texas, Louisiana area. It's just something that's a, a lot overdue. And yes, uh, because the Southland sends teams that compete very well in the NCAA playoffs, UCA included, uh, yeah, it's it's high time for the swag to be able to test themselves against teams like that that go on and play for the NCAA championships. I see. Last but not least, of course, UAPB fall camp is about to start. Kind of walk us through how your 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 coverage is going to be with the uh, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, during fall camp up until the uh, season opener. Kind of just kind of give us a brief over overview. Well, the way I always like to do it when I cover UAPB is break it down by positions. Uh, of course, that's going to start with Skylar Perry. He's going to have a new quarterback coach come in because the quarterback coach UAPB had is now the offensive coordinator at Mississippi Valley State University. And the biggest question is, what can Skylar do to take that next step to finally get UAPB a conference championship? And um, Skyler's just, he, he's a great runner. Uh, he wants to improve on this uh, accuracy. I mean, he'll be able to do that, I think. Uh, one of the big keys uh, for success is going to be in the run game. Uh, they used a freshman who I don't see on the 2021 roster. Uh, that was uh, Matthias Clark. But Omar should be back for them. So will Omar get uh, the majority of the loads? There? And then they have a steady offensive line. I think they're bringing back their entire starting offensive line, which they had. Uh, the wide receivers, they did lose Harry Ballard to the University of uh, Nevada, but he got his degree from UAPB. Josh Wilkes will be another threat. Uh, DeWan Miller will be a threat for them. Uh, so they'll have a good perimeter game, UAPB will. And then uh, defensively, uh, let's see how the defensive line meshes because uh, there were two starters, at least in the championship game, who I don't see in the roster here. And we talked about the linebackers and we talked about the secondary with uh, Jalen Thigpen. So, uh, you know, let's see. UAPB lost a few key weapons, but they didn't lose too many uh, key weapons. They have a lot more coming back, especially uh, for quick turnaround from the spring. Uh, let's just see uh, how UAPB puts the pieces together. Uh, but to see how they bring the pieces together, we're going to look at the piece uh, bit by bit before kickoff against Lane College. Wow, I see. Uh, I should have phrased the question, the, the top storylines, because that's kind of what you just did uh, for, for the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. So uh, let me reset quickly. Defensively, again, let's see how and how they improve in that area. And then uh, sounds like what I heard was a run game to complement uh, their, their passing attack. So those will be some of the stories line uh, incorporated in there, correct? Yes, absolutely. Well, on that note, I see. I appreciate you joining me here on the Carlos Brown Show. Uh, look forward to uh, keeping up with the articles about University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. And uh, I tell you what, um, I had in my notes to ask you about disrespect, 
but I think I phrase it another way, disappointment maybe where they were picked, but I'm sure it's going to be motivation on the part of the coaching staff and, and the players. They may not say it publicly, but they'll tell you, I see. I think they've got two chips on their shoulders. The the disrespect that you just mentioned and then not winning the SWAC championship had a lead. And if they did not, if they had just let Alabama A&M punt the ball away instead of committing the rough and the kick penalty, they probably wouldn't have had that momentum swing. Uh, they had to go. And then UAPB probably would have hung in there and won the championship. So, I mean, they're going to be a couple of chips on their shoulder for sure. Yeah, what a way to start off the conference. If I'm not mistaken, the team that says Alabama and them borrowed the trophy from them, they got them at home. Mm. Alcorn State University. Who, who wants that smoke? I know I do. And I'm a Southern alum. But it'll be interesting. Yeah. I see it will be a war, a battle every week in, in this new conference. Let me say this. Let, let me say this, and I'll let you go. This is probably the most wide-open season that I've covered. I've been covering this conference since 2011, obviously, uh, aside from the years that I spent in Texas. But this is going to be as wide-open a season as we've ever seen. Mississippi Valley. Uh, is speaking with a lot of confidence right now, you know, uh, and, and that says uh, volumes about you know what Coach Dancy has been able to instill in those guys. And then you've got the two Florida teams coming in. So uh, yeah, and, and the teams that you mentioned who are coming into Pine Bluff, this is just going to be a very entertaining season, especially for people who have been restricted due to COVID. So it's it's going to be a special season for the players, for the fans, for the coaches. I keep going around Pine Bluff and thinking, man, what is homecoming going to be like down on University Drive here in Pine Bluff? Because normally the night of the game, everybody lines up University Drive, just hangs out, just have cookout. And I usually drive down that road to go home. It's just fun. It's going to be a special season for sure. Let's see. Southern Jaguars, uh, homecoming opponent for Arkansas Pine Bluff. Stop Southern from getting into the SWAC Spring Championship. But there is still in the hometown of Pine Bluff. Maybe I see you may need to get to uh, your destination by Wednesday. <laughs> I, I will definitely try to reach uh, Ladarius Skelton, that's for sure. So, yeah. Well, you're talking about as far as get to the stadium in time. <laughs> yeah, you always got to do that. I may have to skip the homecoming parade to get to the football stadium. I've done that a few years for sure. Uh, but, yeah, most definitely. Uh, boy, that's that's the whole story right there of homecoming, just the Darius Skelton's homecoming, and to see what that man can do and see how he's matured from the spring as well. On that note, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk again real soon. Appreciate you for coming on. Mr. Morrell, I see Morrell, the Pine Bluff Commercial. Have a great weekend, sir. Thanks very much for having me, man. It's always an honor to come on. Gonna take a quick time out. When I come back, I'm gonna visit with Brandon BJ Jones. And also, I'll have a little surprise for you as far as a uh, video clip of a 2022 Southern University commit. Commit quarterback Tyler Hughes. We'll discuss that and more. You're watching the Coles Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. I'll be right back. 